Welcome to Binge or Purge Streaming Reviews. I am your host, Demo. My co-host is Joe Taylor. This is episode 28. The unofficial Halloween episode. Yes. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween to you. I don't know when this is going to air, a little before, when you're listening to it, a little after, but we're definitely going to do, at least I am, I'm going to do two reviews that are horror-related today to help with the theme. And people should know that we are um, in full costume right now. And they can guess what uh, costumes we chose, but uh, it is kind of the Halloween episode, so we're getting in the spirit. I will just say, uh, you look hideous. Thank you. Before I get started, though, I want to give a shout out to some special listeners out there. It's come to my attention that uh, some of the animators on South Park are listening to us, which is very cool. I love that show. Right? Who doesn't love South Park? It's iconic. It is. I've seen every episode. They just finished their 300th episode. I've seen all 300 of them. Awesome. Most people that like it have seen every episode, I think. Yeah, for sure. It's amazing. We want to give them a shout out, and uh, we appreciate them uh, listening to us. And if we can provide even a modicum of entertainment for you guys, we're grateful. So thank you so much for listening, and we hope you at least enjoy it somewhat. Thanks, South Park guys. Yeah, right on. Now, let's get going. All right, let's do it. My first review is a Netflix original movie. It's called In the Tall Grass. It's one hour and 41 minutes, and it's a horror movie based on the Stephen King novella that he co-wrote with his son, Joe Hill. Jonah Hill? Joe Hill. Different now guy. Why, yeah, now okay. why is he Joe Hill and not Joe King? I have no idea. I don't know the history of Stephen King, and I know that's probably not even his name. Stephen King buffs can, you know, correct me on all this. He I don't was know. Born, uh, Joe Hill was born Joe King. And he changed it to half of his middle name, which is Joseph Hillstrom King. Good work, Joe. Thanks. I got Wikipedia right here, so it may not be true. Jess, you can take a break. Oh, joy. The only recognizable actor in this is Patrick Wilson. You know who he is, right? I'm thinking. Was he in The Terminator? No. No, that's Robert Patrick. Yes. Patrick Wilson. He's in everything. Oh, well then, yeah, I definitely know who he is. Jess, give us a list. I thought you just said I could take a break. Patrick Wilson was in Watchmen, Insidious, The Conjuring, and Aquaman. You know him when you see him. Yeah, okay, I've seen him in stuff. For sure. Now, he's one of seven actors. This is such a simple movie. It's about a brother and sister. They're traveling down a road in Kansas. They hear a, a strange noise, a kid coming out in this field with this really, guess what, tall grass. Mm -hmm. They go in to uh, try to help this kid, and then they get stuck in there. Well, mistake number one, pull over and walk into a cornfield. Yeah. Well, Is that's it the middle of the do. night at least? No, it's daytime. Still. But th that's the movie. It's them and then these other characters trapped because it plays with like time and these time loops, and this is not a good movie. This sounds Shemelanian. Shamalanian, yeah. Shamalanian, Shamalamian. Yeah. We know what we mean. Look, it's boring. It's a boring, not scary. It's not scary. Rule number one of my horror is I want it to be scary. And it's not. It looks great. 
It has a great production value, but it's too much of these characters running around in a field. That's it. Like I said, there's only seven people in this movie. And they're just like repeating themselves and you, you're like, take me somewhere else. I get it. It's in the tall grass. That's the whole premise. But I feel like it's a, a short story that's being stretched into a feature that just doesn't work. That's probably what it was, was a short story. Well, it's a novella. It's a short story. Okay. I don't know the difference between a novella Sorry. and a short story is, but aren't they the same? I don't speak French, so I don't know. A novella is a short book. It is considerably longer than a short story, but shorter than a novel. Here's the thing. I wanted to like this, right? Stephen King, okay, should be interesting. No, it just doesn't work. And a lot of it's at night, and you're like, I can't see what's going on. It's just too dark. It's just too much in the grass, man. Too much in the grass. They kind of give that to you right in the title, though. It is, but I, I guess I want, I don't know what I wanted from this. I wanted to be scared. I wasn't. Like I said, there's no one recognizable in this except Patrick Wilson. I guess a bunch of Canadian actors because it was made in Canada. It's a Canadian production and, you know, Netflix produced it. You know, it's a perfect example of a Netflix movie where oh. it's not terrible. I know what you mean by you that, You know, it's, it's fine, but it's completely disposable and forgettable. It, is, it doesn't stick to your ribs. Yeah, I saw some reviews on this. Uh it seems exactly like you've described. I mean, the director, his former projects, Cube, Splice, Haunter, stuff that like, I don't know, maybe you'd watch it if you were like in the hospital or something, but I don't know why you'd go seek this movie out either. This is one of those movies that if I paid to see it in the theater, I would be pissed. But when you see it on Netflix, you're like, nah. You know, I wanted something scary for Halloween. This is not it. If you if you want some good frights, forget it. Purge in the tall grass. Okay, there you have it. Not scary, not great. Mediocre. Not a great Halloween movie then. No. Now, I have something that's a little bit different. I have two competing documentaries about the same person that came out around the same time. You want to guess who? No, I really don't. I'll give you a hint. Please. It's magic. Oh, did we discuss this? Mm-hmm. Jonathan uh, the Guy. Jonathan the Guy is his stage name, but offstage his real name is The Amazing Jonathan. That's him. Yeah, The Amazing <laughs> Jonathan. The jo- you know. Uh, now, so we'd covered this previously in another episode. We said we were looking forward to them and would review them, and that day is today. Wow, that's a callback. Holy yeah. cow, I don't even know what episode we did that. It was a while ago. It feels like a long time ago. It does. Now, where are these at? Okay, so one of them came out on YouTube first, and the second one came out on Hulu a little while after. All right. They're very different. I'll start with the YouTube one, and that's called Always Amazing. It's uh, made by comedian Steve Byrne. You familiar with him? Yep. Okay, I was going to say you're nodding, but no one can hear you nodding. Oh, I'm sorry. Demo's nodding, yes. I'm nodding, yes. I forgot (laughs) I'm doing a podcast. (laughs) I've been up for hours, man. I got no sleep last night. I'm like, I'm zoned out, man. So is our audience yeah. at this point. Okay, so Always Amazing came out on YouTube, made by Steve Byrne. That one's a pretty straightforward doc about him and the relationship he had with his road manager, Joel Osborne, who was a fan of The Amazing Jonathan when he was young. Now, I remember The Amazing Jonathan being on TV when I was like 10, 
and just being blown away at how funny he was. Do you, do you remember watching him like back in the 80s and 90s? No. Like I said, I've only seen him the one time, and that was live at the Key Club where I used to work, and that was in 2000. Wow. Now, I think I said he was opening for Dane Cook or closing. I can't remember. Either Dane Cook performed first and he was second or vice versa. I don't know. But it was a double bill, The Amazing Jonathan and Dane Cook before Dane Cook was really famous. Okay, so let me describe The Amazing Jonathan for people who might not be sure who he is. He's about a six as a stand-up comic and about a six as a magician. But he puts them together so well, you get a 12. He's one of the greatest entertainers I, I think we've seen in a long time because he's so different than everyone else. He's a combination of like Carrot Top and Penn and Teller and David Blaine and Chris Angel all mixed together. He's just very Las Vegas performer type of guy. Very funny. The thing about him is about four years ago, he was giving a speech, not doing a show, but giving kind of like a talk to some kind of convention or something. And uh, he said that he just found out he had one year to live. He had heart problems. Mm. And people thought it was a joke and kind of, haha. And he's like, I'm not kidding. I'm going to be dead in a year. I have a cardiomyopathy or something. Yep. That's right. So he he finds out he has heart problems. Now, it's no surprise he has heart problems because he's been doing drugs, hard, hard, hard drugs for a long time. And uh, it can be very disruptive to your uh, to your body over long periods of time. A couple of years, you know, fine. But two decades or three decades of doing uh, coke and meth, uh, you're going to end up with some heart problems. So he uh, announces that he's dying. He kind of disappears for a while. And then he decides he's going to go back out on the road. He'd rather die on stage, he says. So it's kind of like an inspirational type of thing in, <laughs> in that regard. <laughs> in that regard, that he wants to keep doing what, what he loves. And that's what the first documentary is about, is, oh, this flawed comedian uh, entertainer who never made it through to the other side as far as like recovery goes this is, a, this is a common story but he didn't make it to that third act as far as getting his life together and he's still doing all the same stuff but now four years have gone by he's still alive it leads people to wonder if he was sick in the first place if he was making it all up uh, so there's some of that always amazing <laughs> no i haven't made it sound like a really inspirational thing but it is pretty good his relationship with this a kid that looked up to him and went on to become his road manager and then went off and did his own uh, career is an interesting story too. So that's the first one. Now of the two documentaries I watched about the same guy, this one gets a couple points for a really funny thing that he said. Uh, This guy, Joel used to listen to uh, music that, that uh, Jonathan hated. And one time he came out into the garage and Joel was working. He goes, what is this crap? And he goes, this Billy Joel. He said, you know, he was arrested. He goes, for what? And he goes, for loitering in front of a band. <laughs> Which I thought was a great joke. Demo's cracking up, people. He's laughing so hard, you can't even hear him. Yeah, thanks. Arrested for loitering in front of a band. I know, I got it. He's okay. not a Billy Joel fan. Okay. And the other thing, he did this trick uh, when he was being interviewed or something. He he kind of grabbed this like red Solo cup type of thing. Mm-hmm. It was empty. And he kind of like... Like put his arm behind the couch, and then he acted like he was cracking his neck, and he just like crushed the cup, and it just made this awful. I don't know. It was a it's good party. Amazing, he's not more famous. It was a good truly. I said he's a six comic and a six magician. There's two examples. <laughs> anyway, the documentary is great. Way to go, Steve Byrne. Now the second one, things get a little more complicated. 
because the second one uh, was already filming when the Steve Byrne one started. So the documentary crew for Always Amazing shows up while the Amazing Jonathan documentary by Ben Berman is filming. Oh, that's cool. So there's two documentaries filming at the same time. Do both of them acknowledge that the other documentary is filming? Always Amazing does not. Okay. The Amazing Jonathan documentary, again, by Ben Berman, who directed some Lady Dynamite episodes and some other stuff, he turns the documentary into a documentary about his filmmaking and this other crew and what it's like for him. It really, I think, lost its way. It stopped becoming about the Amazing Jonathan and became about Ben Berman, the documentarian. Who cares? Not me. I mean, it is interesting that they're... Um, You're telling me a guy made a documentary about the amazing Jonathan and halfway through it becomes about himself? Becomes about him and the fact that there's a second crew. Now, the amazing Jonathan preferred the other crew because they were affiliated with a production company that made Searching for Sugar Man and Man on Wire, like Oscar-winning documentaries. He obviously approved the second crew to come on and then was like, all right, this other guy's kind of doing his thing, but this is going to be the one. And he said that one has to come out first. There's two other twists and turns. I'm confused. It's confusing. I'm so lost, man. I mean, I'm sort of with you, but I'm sort of like, which doc is which crew and who's on what's documentary? I'm just, you don't have to explain it to me. It's fine. You would have to watch the Amazing Jonathan documentary on Hulu first. Okay. Here's the thing. If, if I were to recommend one or the other, the first one I talked about is better. The YouTube one is better. Okay. I'm just going to refer to these as the YouTube. And the Hulu. Yeah. Please, because I can't keep the titles straight. They're almost the same title. I know. They, got, they all got Amazing Jonathan in them. Right. And I'm like, huh? Just say YouTube Hulu. Okay. YouTube made by Steve Byrne associated with the filmmakers of... Man on Wire and Searching for Sugar Man. Oh, okay. So Thank you. The YouTube one is supposed to be the superior documentary. And that's why when their film crew showed up during the making of the Hulu doc by Ben Berman, who's not that well known for docs, the YouTube one kind of took precedence over the one that was already filming. So um, you're saying watch both or... Here's the thing. Because I, I don't know what to do here. I'm thinking like... All right, if I got to choose between one or the other, but it sounds like I got to watch both because they're almost incestuous. They totally are. Now, the Hulu doc is better and darker and more honest. So I I would say binge the Hulu doc. If you just want to know about The Amazing Jonathan, the YouTube one is good. It's way lighter and it doesn't get into this whole mix up. Now, there's a couple more twists and turns that I'm not even going to get into. Anyway, I'm zoning out, man. Okay, the Amazing Jonathan documentary on Hulu, binge. Always Amazing, the YouTube doc by Steve Byrne. You decide after you watch the other one. You might want to watch both. Was cool. that confusing enough? Yeah. Cool. Happy Completely. Halloween, everybody. Yeah, yeah. trick or treat. Yeah. I'm, I'm clueless right now, man. But okay. There you it's go. back to me. I said we're sticking with a Halloween theme with horror. And I'm thrilled, happy, relieved, psyched to report I can give a review on something that is legitimately scary, borderline terrifying, definitely freaky. 
It's a Netflix original series. It just came out a month ago. It's called Marianne. Okay. Have you heard of it? No, I haven't Probably seen Probably not. Seen nothing. It's it's a listener, Steve, recommended it to me. I was like, all right, I needed a Halloween thing. I needed something scary, hopefully. And this delivered. Now, here's one thing I'm going to say to you, and you're going to go, uh-oh, but I don't care. It's in French. Uh-oh. Yep, I knew it. But guess what? <laughs> the French makes it even scarier. <laughs> okay, I'll believe that. It's it's eight episodes. Is it because nobody knows what's going on because they don't speak French? Is that why it's scarier? <laughs> or there's subtitles? This show is e- it's subtitles. Okay, it's easy to follow. It's you know I we were talking about dark a few episodes back and it was just totally convoluted maze. This you can follow real simply. It's not gonna like mess with your head. Like I said, eight episodes. They average uh, from thirty six to fifty two minutes each. This is a major binge because it is legitimately freaky. Nothing is scary anymore. We all, all these I swear to God, I'm just so happy to have something that freaked me out, man. And I know because after I went to the bathroom last night, I turned on the hall light and I got a little freaked out. Like I left the hall light on. That is the sign wow. of yeah, that's a sign of a good show or movie. When you go, <laughs> all right, I gotta turn on the light. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, into the tall grass, in the tall grass, whatever. Yeah, you can leave all the lights off. You're, you're never going to be scared. But this, yes. Now, what's it about? I know. It's about a uh, a popular young writer. She writes a series of horror novels. Hugely popular. Like She's like the Harry Potter of, of horror novels, uh-huh. right? But the main, J.K. Rowling, I think. What did I say? The Harry. Potter. I don't think Harry Potter actually wrote. Harry Potter did the not novels. write. Well, and also, it's like you know, it's not. I don't super... think they were autobiographies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm fired up here. All right, I'm all right, over, I know Go I'm ahead. all over Go the ahead. place. It's Go like ahead. I'm trying to get it out here. She's not J.K. Rowling that level, but she's like you know maybe the kook that wrote uh, Fifty Shades of Grey. Mm-hmm. We'll put her on that level. Anyway, the thing is, it's about this witch and. Uh, Apparently, the witch has come to life. Circumstances present themselves that make her go back to her hometown where she grew up and confront this witch. And it is scary AF. That sounds scary. And it does all these homages to Stephen King. Now, it's in France, but it's got like a, a northern Maine type feel. Yeah. Now it's got, you know, they're on the water. Rhode Island. Rhode Island. Island. It's an ocean community. Yeah. You know, like New England, except in France. Okay. The music is great. The sound effects, it's top notch, man. It's so good. It uses this like visual technique of like flipping through pages of a book. So if it wants to advance the story a little bit, it's like they cut to these pages being flipped. If it wants to go back a little in time or remind you about something that you saw earlier, instead of making you like, oh, what was that? It flips back for you and go, hey, remember this? That's what this is. It doesn't let you go, what's going on? What was that? It really keeps you involved, explains everything to you, and you're never like, huh, what's going on? Uh, The lead actress, her name is, and here we go, it's French, so I'm going to massacre it, Victoria Dubois. Sounds right. Yeah, close enough. She's got like a uh, a Kristen Stewart vibe to her. Now, I'm not a Kristen Stewart fan in any way, but she works for this because she's not a particularly likable character at points. She's got a lot of issues going on. I don't want to get into heavy plot here. Just watch it, man. If you want to be scared, if you're like, there's nothing scary to watch, 
Yes, there is. Marianne on Netflix is well worth your time if you want a good old-fashioned scare with witches and demons and just stuff that'll freak you out and make you have to leave the lights on. That sounds like a very heartfelt review. And it, it is. It does sound terrifying. It is. I just finished it at 4 o'clock in the morning. Oh, boy. I know. And I like I did it in two days. And I was like, I got to finish it. I got to finish it. And it's well worth your time. It's a major binge if you're a horror fan. There's some plot issues here and there. It gets a little sloppy at points. And you're like, some of the logic. But it doesn't matter. The mood, the tone, it'll freak you out. Okay. Right? There and what more it. do you want in your horror? That's what I want. Freak me out. Yeah. Nemo's been freaked out, folks. So yeah, check so, out. And I want to thank listener Steve for recommending it. Awesome recommendation. Something that I thoroughly enjoyed watching. Once again, Marianne Netflix original series, Binge. Okay. So let me uh, recap real quick. So we started out in the tall grass, Stephen King movie on Netflix original uh, Demo says, purge, purge, purge. Yeah, it's just not worth your time. Not bad, just not worth it. Okay, then um, I talked about the two competing Amazing Jonathan documentaries, one on Hulu, one on YouTube. Start with the one on Hulu, binge. And, and then, if you like it, then move on to the YouTube. Yeah. Yes? Yeah, which you probably won't, but the, but the first one is definitely worth watching. You might not have any unanswered questions after the first one, I guess. But they, and, and honestly, they both paint the same exact picture of this guy. They just take different angles on it. Okay, and then lastly, uh, Demo says, Binge, Marianne. Big time. Netflix original series in French with subtitles. Now, can you watch it without the subtitles? I don't know. I didn't. I, I, I refuse to watch anything dubbed. There might be a dubbed version. I can look into that. Yes, there is a dubbed English version. Stuff without subtitles um, is very scary to me. I was clicking channels one time and I watched this show called Sabado Gigante and there were no subtitles. It was just in Spanish. It was horrifying. It was like some freaky stuff. Man. I have watched a massive amount of Sabado Gigante because when I worked at, like we mentioned, the Key Club, yeah. remember where I saw the amazing Jonathan with Dane Cook? Uh -huh. The Cook's because it works Saturday nights, right? Yeah. So the cooks would always have it on in the kitchen. It's like, oh, Sabado Gigante. So I really got into it a little bit. I'd go and like, oh, is it time for Sabado? Like, oh, see. I'm like, yeah, kick it in, man. Yeah, so uh, Ben. I like Sabado Gigante. But, <laughs> be, sorry. Because, like, let's face it. They get they get some beautiful women on that show. Yeah. The rest is complete unwatchable garbage. But, woo, they know how to cast some women. Yeah, well, like I'm saying, without subtitles, it can be very scary as well, depending on, I guess, what you think you're watching. Okay, so that pretty much wraps it up. That's it, Joe. Where can everyone find us? Uh, Spotify now. Apple iTunes, of course. YouTube. Now, yep. there's no video, just to clarify. It's, uh, it's just audio, but uh, our logo's there. Yeah. So listen, you know, you can listen to YouTube. If it's more convenient for you, it's there. We're trying to make it convenient for you. Yeah. Also, if you tell someone, hey, you got to check out Binge or Purge, there's more places where these people can check it out. Yeah. And uh, Google, Google Play. And then uh, they can contact us. We'd love to hear from you. Tell us what you think about some of these recommendations, particularly... Sabado Gigante. I'd like to hear some feedback. Uh, where can they contact us, Demo? Uh, they can reach us on Twitter at binge or purge. They can email us at binge or purge podcast at gmail.com. Instagram. Instagram. 
Not much on our Instagram. Not but, much. Uh, I got. I've been slacking on the gram. I know. I gotta. I gotta update that. But I'm like, come on. There's only so many hours in the week for me to update this stuff, right? You can find us anywhere. Facebook slash binge or purge too. Yeah. And uh, we're everywhere. Yeah. Come over and uh, hang out here at the. Uh, there's a lot going on today. It'd be a good. Oh day yeah, Panorama me. City is a hotbed <laughs> of annoying activity right now. <laughs> and of course, we don't want to forget Jess the facts. Thanks, Jess. You can follow her on Twitter and Instagram at the Jessica Greer. And that's it for us this week. Uh, thank you so much for listening. My name is Demo for Joe Taylor. Happy Halloween! <laughs> <laughs>